Good morning, boys and girls. Oh, that's a good one. You've never done that before, I don't think. I don't think so either. It's because wow. I told you I'm feeling like kind of like phlegmy, like like sore throaty, <laughs> right. like I don't know what. So I feel like I can hit those new notes. Wow! After this is two, just episode, the nasally notes. Episode two ninety five, and Sarah is are still coming up with new material. Mm. This is exciting. Look at that. Well, I hope we've got some new material, uh, 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 you know, to talk about today. But I do have some corrections to some old material in episode one million of. <laughs> Shit we got wrong. Play the music. Shit we got oh, wrong. Right. Shit we got wrong. Shit we got wrong. <laughs> you okay, thought let's we hear knew it. it all along. Um, what okay. are we uh, correcting? We are correcting that I said the Nazca lines were in Brazil. However, that is not true. They're in Peru. What are these lines? Those ones that the truck driver dra- r- oh, drove over. Did someone actually a- correct you? Yeah, there was a girl from Brazil on Twitter, and she was like, my heart broke when you said that, and you were just in Peru. You should know better. So I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. So correcting myself. Yep. Anything else we got wrong? I feel like there was Hmm, one more you had mentioned to me. Nothing that I wrote down. There was one more, though, that you had said when you were over here the other day. Um, (laughs) It was a funny one. Damn, I forget. Hmm. Well, I also have a segment, which is... Um, you remember we were going to do shit like it was like shit people are mad about or whatever. Oh yeah. But really it's just me being mad because yep. you know how I mentioned that whenever I have my furnace on, people complain that there's like a n- white noise in the background. And yeah. Th- so the other day I did an Instagram post about the polar vortex and some dude was like, Susie, what's that sound on the podcast? It's like, are you guys near a furnace or something? Meanwhile, I'm writing about the polar vortex, you dipshit. And oh. here's what makes me angry. It's not that someone would And notice. furthermore. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that someone might notice that or even complain. It's that I had never seen this guy comment ever before. Right. Don't just chime in when, like, all of a sudden you have something to complain about. Yeah, the suggestion box is closed to newcomers. Yeah. So the answer is yes, that is my furnace. I'm very cold. Even in L.A., it's cold. It was below 40 yesterday, which I know to other people is, like, balmy. But to us, it's cold. And you do need a furnace on if it's 40 degrees. I'm sorry. Suze, you shouldn't have to explain <laughs> why you need to keep your body warm. Suze. I know, right? Mm-hmm. God. This is ridiculous. I, it really grinded my gears, as you say. I was just like... I love that expression. I, I guess it's a compliment about the normal sound quality of our show, mm-hmm. that a furnace would be that disruptive to people. But shut up. We do have good sound quality here. Yes. Thank you, Adam Muller. Yes. Yes. Any hoodles. How are you other than the phlegm? Oh, I'm doing real well. I'm back at the clinic, you know, after, I don't know. Did we take a break? Yes. Oh, no. I know what happened. The semester started. So I'm doing all the other stuff, the collaborations in the community, a lot of volunteer stuff. And I love it, man. Well, it's, some people thought you were done when you finished your last exam, but this is just like your last semester, but you're doing like other shenanigans, right? Yeah, yeah. This is my last semester. Thank right. goodness. Thank goodness. And then the I get to like start near. getting paid for therapy. Wow. That's Can really you believe nice. that? You know, just to think that I will do almost 1,300 hours before my degree of unpaid work. 
<laughs> that is, is weird. Like, Dang, that's a lot of hours. I mean, that's the essence of grad school, I guess. Yep, sure is. All right, well, uh, we'll save part two on the challenge for another time because we had oh, we had yes. done part one before, and there were still so many questions. So I'm kind of eager to get feedback from the episode before I do part two because yes, yes. I think that will spark more uh, questions that I think might be interesting. So that'll be fun. And now we're just back to normal nerdy whatevs. Normal nerdy whatevs. Well, you know what I read a whole bunch about? Hmm. Penguins. Oh, why? Isn't that random? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. So, like, well, I found. I think this is what happens: is you click on one story, and then somehow, and it (laughs) like saves the topic, right? So, because I I got two stories about penguins. One was just adorable. That there are penguins. uh, I can't remember what kind, but these penguins in the zoo in captivity are a they're a male couple, two guys. Oh yeah, the gay guys. Yeah, and they adopted a baby, <laughs> yeah. and they're, like, taking the best care of it. Isn't that cute? And if that isn't proof right. that families come in all shapes and sizes, and mm. who cares, I don't know what is. I mean, come on. Like, they, you could even see the look of pride on these little penguins' face. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if penguin <laughs> emotions are universal, but, Well, you know. what do you think so inspired cute. them to want to adopt this little what are they called what is a baby penguin called oh chick i think oh that's cute okay what do you think made them adopt but this it's probably chick? something more adorable than that i don't even know i'm just saying that this <laughs> might uh, catch hear me next week on episode <laughs> 100 1 million and one shit i got wrong <laughs> oh. right well what do you think it was do, do you think, I they think just... it was just i think that they saw you know, it was probably that season for the other yeah, penguins yeah, in, ca- yeah. in the captivity place, and all the other ones were doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and they were looking around, going, "Well, like, well, we, we love each other, Did- and we're trying, and it just ain't happening." <laughs> First of all, I have two questions. You probably don't. They probably didn't cover in the article, but uh, who's the top and who's the bottom? Well, ca- kind of. Do they actually bang? <laughs> I have no idea. And I read this, actually, now that it's coming to me, I remember where I saw this, which is why I know that it's not my computer algorithm, because mm-hmm. one I read in People magazine, and oh. the other one, this, this article that I'm talking right now about, this, you know, the cute little couple was in People, the, the is next it one was in CNN. implied that they are banging because we're calling them gay, so... Yeah, I think that's how they knew. Okay, so do you they think weren't one is love the top notes. and one is the... <laughs> They weren't like, he's been writing about Frank a lot in his journal. (laughs) Dear diary. (laughs) Oh, my God. He gave me a sardine, and you know what that means. I'm dying. Okay, wait. So, okay, they're probably banging, right, Mm -hmm. and they're not conceiving. Right. And where the hell are this chick's parents, real biological parents? Oh. Where do you think they are? This is a good question. What do you suppose? Uh, oh, the, I don't know. Maybe you know, they captivity. were really keeping this lighthearted, and they they, <laughs> they didn't talk about the abandoned or, or like the the dead parents, <laughs> the orphan, the, the the orphan, the foster. The, yeah. All right. Oh my well, god, that is really funny. Yeah, I have follow up questions. But you know what? My second my second uh, uh, article about penguins is probably going to leave you with even more follow-up questions and this is sort of related okay so african penguins they're like the really teeny tiny breed they're the only breed of penguins in or species of penguins 
in um, Africa, and they're on like a super sharp decline. They went from like over 50, 5,000 to now like there's like 8,000 or something like crazy like that. There's like none of them left. Okay. So this one scientist, let me see what his name is, uh, Patrick Mafunda. He was doing his research at the University of Western Cape, like a PhD, and he was like, you know what we need to do? We need to use in vitro fertilization and get these penguins knocked up. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. And so he was the first one to use this technique on penguins. It had never been used before. But then, of course, you want to know, okay, so, like, how are they doing it? Yes, exactly. What I want to know. It is the researcher's job. Well, there, you know, it's, uh, there are multiple parts to this. Part number one: collect semen. Right. Step one. So, <laughs> step one. Yeah. Okay. So this is this to me is like like the funniest part. Right. That there were researcher like research assistants who were given the task of, uh, I guess you can call it like tummy massages for these penguins tummy massage okay yes but they couldn't just go in there and do it they had to court the penguins stop first. it they had to work with the penguins every day to like get used to them <laughs> and like so she's they not could just some cheap or it's because it's a boy he's not just <laughs> right i don't give it away for free right <laughs> wow isn't that funny so I they had like to that. yeah they had to work with them every day to learn how to react with them and uh then it was like based on whether the penguin was into the person too. You know, the penguin. Well, like obviously they're in yeah, charge. Yeah, right. If they're if you're not doing the right thing, they're not going to. They get have aroused. to have chemistry. Now, then they say, okay. Then they like make sure that the sperm is of good quality or whatever. And the next step is to fertilize the egg. Sure. And then they use IVF and produce fertilized eggs. But. I don't really know what they do after that. It says the eggs can be incubated in lab ovens for 30 to 40 days until they hatch. But where, like, how, mm-hmm. how does an egg become, I don't understand what, what, how, I feel like we missed a step. <laughs> right. Like, okay, you collect the sperm and then don't you need to collect the egg from the feet? Like, you would think is so. Is it an egg? Yeah. But. So they had to go in there and laying get it. eggs and but maybe it's implied when, that it had to be like a surgery whereas the other one's more like uh okay you know you know what <laughs> you know like yeah. getting sperm there's like an eject button on sperm you know it says it says they can be incubated in the lab or he can do the more ambitious route of implanting the egg into a living penguin and oh. allow nature to do the rest. And planting the egg, but like you still have to get something from the female. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. what? How do you yeah, get that? Yeah, they did skip a step. Are they doing little birdie surgeries? Right. I st- I I have no idea. I can't figure it out. And now that makes me like. And I was like, I'm not going to Google how birds have sex and how <laughs> right. baby birds are made because yeah. I don't know. I'm just not ready to go down that rabbit hole. But I still <laughs> have someone questions. needs to massage your tummy. Yes, exactly. She's not ready yet. But what yeah, I think so. we're all ready for is to get in shape and feel strong and yeah. whole and well. And there is a fantastic fitness program called Open Fit, which Ooh. is essentially the Netflix of workout videos where you can access them anytime from your computer or your tablet or whatevs. And here's what's really cool. Um, Open Fit has... 
these programs that are designed to get you ready for stuff. So like they have a T minus 30, which is basically if you want to mm. do a tough mutter and you want to prepare. Oh my gosh, this is super cool. Right. Cause I, we always talk about that. Like how do you even prepare for something like the challenge or a oh. tough mutter or whatever? It's like weird stuff. This would like prepare you physically and mentally. Yeah. I'm into like the strength stuff and feeling more energetic and yeah. it's basically changed the way people work out. And with our code Brain Candy, you can join me and all the other folks on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, that's our code Brain Candy, and start using OpenFit for your journey to healthier life. Um, they're doing a 30 day challenge, and our listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text Whoa. Brain Candy to 303030. 30, 30. Anyway, um, okay, I have a question for you. Yes. What, I mean, if you can think on the fly, do you have something? Well, you know I love doing that. (laughs) Do you have something that you can think of, you don't have to share if you don't want, that is your biggest regret? Oh, oh, let me think. Just in your Well, I mean, the most recent thing is not, is crossing the freaking finish line at Rivals 3. Right. Right, I like if you could have down. predicted the future. Yes, yeah. I should have stopped 10 feet short of that finish line and been like, F you, you get no money. Right, okay. That would have been the best. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of it, something like bigger in my like in my personal life that's not reality TV because like mm. everybody regrets anything on reality TV. Um, <laughs> right, the, reality TV is designed to create regrets. Yeah. I would say, you know what? I think when Landon and I were first dating and I just did not know how to be in a relationship and like keep my mouth shut without saying something hurtful. And the same thing, I always say this, the same thing that can make you really funny can make you really cruel Mm -hmm. because you are quick witted. You're fast thinking, you know, and I'm saying you by, I mean me. And, uh, yeah, so I think I like I went for the jugular in a fight and said words that like once you say you can never take back kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. that I just knew were gonna hurt him and that this was me when I was like twenty four so we'd like to think we've learned something in ten years but yeah so I I regret those things because it's more like something that made that hurt somebody else that yeah. I yeah oh that's good those are good ones oh well, I thanks. Had- well, no, because I mean that's that's no. really nice that over time you just feel like I wish I had been kinder or oh yeah whatever. that's totally it I wish I had been kinder oh. with the exception of to Johnny <laughs> right kinder exactly. to everyone and ruder to him <laughs> I was too kind to him God damn it I read this article um, about somebody who the author had put it out on twitter like what's your biggest regret and was blown away by the responses and i really i was moved by the article i actually made me tear up you know oh my gosh please share this is good it was and it really made me think and because she kind of like grouped them into categories and a lot of uh, several people said that they wished they had spoken up sooner about abuse um, oh. and that really punched me in the gut and this, like their own or the yeah, other own witnessed? to prevent oh, other gosh. people from experiencing it or just to nip it in the bud, I guess. Yeah. And I just, that's it, like a growth, like self-worth. Yeah. Growth. 
Yeah. Oh. Well, the author pointed out how many of the responses were one thing, but really kind of pointed to another, like the, yeah. there was self-shame there, yes. which is sad because you almost want to be like, don't feel bad about that. Like, you know, you wish mm. you could tell people. See, I hear that in my head as, as growth because you're able to have the perspective that you did get out and you'd like, yeah, that's true. What would be worse is not getting out of that situation. Yeah. But don't you, and I feel like you can only compare yourself to the person you were the day before. Mm -hmm. And if you know, the day before she was in that situation or he, and now they're not congrats. That's, it doesn't matter that you, you know, yeah, it's a shame though that you would, you would come forward and instead of feeling you know, yeah. relief or pride. There's almost like, I wish I'd just done that same thing, but way earlier. Yeah. But that's a good, that is a really good message for people out there who, yeah. you know, yeah. are in that similar situation. Um, they, she also pointed out how in a world where people are often told, you know, follow your dreams and like, mm-hmm. just sort of do whatever that a lot of people really regretted not staying in school or going to college or, you know, because mm. they were like just kind of immature and thought, I'm just going to do this fun thing instead. Right. Following the straight and narrow kind of like. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was huh. a good thing to hear. And then um, she said almost none of them were about money. And I thought that was oh, a good. Oh, that is so good. Right? Because it's like what you well, what you put your, yes. pour yourself into every day, which is your profession, isn't mm-hmm. really about the money in the right. end, in the end. You know, when I work with clients, I really try hard and with anybody, even with friends and people that I know, I like, I really want to find what it is that m- makes them like, what motivates them? What do they love? What are they passionate about? What makes them excited? And I'll, I will often ask people, what was the time where you felt like the most proud of yourself or like the most mm. accomplished? And those are, are almost never. I've ne- actually, I've never heard an answer. Where, where's money? Right. Even with the most accomplished, and so that's a whole lesson. in the hard work that you put in leads to these great successes, and blah blah blah. But it's interesting the kind of questions that will never, or like, what's the the time where you felt you know the most loved or the most, and it's ne- it's only with human connection. The only time you can feel like, what's your happiest memory? Nobody has that by themselves swimming. I mean, yeah, with a bank. In or, their money. Yeah. like Scrooge McDuck, you know? It's so true. But it is. We all should be get like tricked what we think that. about. Yeah, because we get fed all these, like, you know, everything we see on TV and in magazines and look at all these, like, you're supposed to look like this and be like this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, just be you and be happy. I'm going to put the article in the newsletter, though, because I think. I kept thinking about the brainiacs and thinking, oh my gosh, I know they're gonna, really, this is gonna resonate with them, because yeah. they're very thoughtful. I mean, we have met so many great brainiacs, and they, I feel like they'll really get what the author yes. is trying to say. You know, and it, even as you're saying that, I'm thinking back to you know, like the people who said, oh, I wish I didn't, you know, go to this thing or go to that thing. There's a big part of me that that feels like I pushed away a certain group that I would have had a lot of fun with. Like I, Mm. I don't know. It was like things my mom said or like growing up of like, Oh, sorority girls are like this or, you know, don't be one of those kind of girls. But 
like all my friends now were mm-hmm. in sororities, mm-hmm. you know? And now I'm like, I'm like the perfect person to be in a sorority. <laughs> Songs, matching Songs. outfits. <laughs> oh I mean, like volunteer work. This is right on my alley if I get the right one. And you're a good time girl, let's be honest. Yes. And I mean, like I'm the kind of person things. who is like going to just like I'm not going to plan the event, but I'm going to like come along and and be super excited about it, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to invite everybody out like to a bo- but I'll go. Right. And so <laughs> I feel like when you're a sorority like everything's already planned for you and you already know what the events are, so I wouldn't have to like come up with an idea of what to do. It's like here's your social schedule. I would have loved that. And so I regret not being in a sorority. You know, people that But have- that's like a silly one. People that are have really busy social lives, sometimes they forget to hydrate. They do. And if you are, you know, running around, going to the gym, or your kids are on teams and need to hydrate after, or you don't want to get or sick. Or you were real social last night. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, a little yeah. too much vino, it happens. Yep. And liquid IV is the our go-to thing to solve that problem. You just take a little packet and you pour it into your water my husband ran out, okay? And it was like the biggest deal around here. He kept talking about it. I'm like, do you know that you can order it too? Like he, <laughs> The like- same thing with Landon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why do they... What? I'm like, you have the internet. You have every... You even know the code. <laughs> we have the same resources. Go on. So he finally sakes. did and it arrived yesterday. So he was so happy. He went out and made one right away. And it basically hydrates you two to three times as fast as as water, and it has vitamins in it, and it's absorbed into your body faster than just straight up water. So it's great for you know this season where everyone's getting sick or you're traveling or whatever. We love Liquid IV, and we know you will too. And right now, our listeners get twenty percent off at liquidiv.com when you use code Brain at checkout. That's twenty percent off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com and enter promo code Brain to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com. Promo code brain don't wait get hydrated today. Yes. I've been boy, doing excellent boy. with my New Year's resolution of staying hydrated. <laughs> that's right. When you came over mm-hmm. the other day, you were saying that th- that's one of your things for for January was water, 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 more water. My gosh, and do you notice a difference though? How you feel? Uh, in my skin. Yeah. 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 yeah it's this dry and season. I, I probably too. do. I mean, I bet I'm pr- like healthier on the inside. Right. Well, yeah. that's good. That's a good, good resolution. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have this little thing on my Apple Watch where you like log how many ounces you've drank. I just like to be a box checker and, you know, <laughs> even if I do it with my water, I'm like, look what I accomplished, you know. In well, therapy, we say small goals. So before we started recording, you were saying you weren't, you didn't sleep well last night. Oh, um, God, I slept terrible. Were you tossing and turning and like doing stuff yeah. or what? What were you doing? What was going yeah. on? Yeah. Well, I was tossing and turning. And then I was on Poshmark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. And it's like I can't not see every single brown belt with a gold buckle that they have on there. You know, (laughs) what am I going to stop scrolling halfway through? (laughs) So, yeah, I I was like up and down and up and down. And then I don't know. Do you get up out of bed? Uh, Do I? Sometimes. Not really, though. Yeah, right. Me Maybe to like refill my water bottle, but right, okay, no. And then you know what happens is also like I'll, I'll like watch TV or you know I went through four different medita- guided meditations to go to sleep. That's how you know. <laughs> That's so sad. You're, you're, like four, you know. And I I typed in like 
quick guided, like, you know, so like five minutes. I'm like, you know, it takes the average person seven minutes to fall asleep. I'm like, okay, 10 minute meditation. I'll be asleep. Nope. 40 minutes later. It's like, yeah, well. You're all hyped up. But yeah. And I thought, and you know what? Words of friends. I was doing that too. So it's, 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 I'm distracting myself. I'm sure. It's bad habits. You know, I get it. Yeah, but I drink water, so there you go. <laughs> so quit rubbing it in, Sus. Yep. Did yep. you know that oysters can hear? By the way. Oh what? Oh my god! I did not. That know makes this. me picture them with adorable little ears. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, let's think about this. Yes. There's a because with everything, yeah. there's always a biological reason. I mean, cam- camels have eyelashes to keep the sand out. Yes, you know. Yes. So let's think. They hear because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe something with the no, because then they would just feel it, like the right, tides and the I sand. That's what I thought. They just felt the vibrations and stuff. Yeah. Why yeah. do they have ears? I don't know, but it was uh, it was a great um, article in New York Times about how oysters have ears and they wish they would shut. What did it say? We wish they wished we would shut our clams or something like that. Like <laughs> basically, that it's a real problem that there's so much noise pollution because. Oh, yeah. They'll shut their shells, you know, to block it. Uh-huh. But then when their shells are shut, they can't sort of know when the best time it is to do whatever it is that God. they do. I don't know if they eat or mate or yeah. whatever the hell they fucking do. Yeah. Um, and so when they shut their shell, then they can't mm. get the actual information they need to live um, their normal lives. And so it was really about the ways that noise pollution has grown and how it's affecting our entire ecosystem. And gosh, I had no idea. That is really fascinating. And I think, didn't we talk about this a long time ago with dolphins? Yeah, something about it. There were like noises that were making like... They were pissed. Yeah. (laughs) But then also, fish are freaking loud too. Because that was another story we read. So it's not all us. Quit pointing the finger, clams. <laughs> clams. Look really, in your own backyard. This is exactly what... <laughs> I never know what you're going to say. Uh, it's so funny. Well, remember... Okay, so there's... Who's my evidence. Okay, so there were the... <laughs> there were fish that were mating somewhere in Mexico. Fish? Where the noise was so loud. I rem- we definitely talked about this. I on thought it was I'm dolphins, though, because fish. What a- noises do they make? No, there were like three different stories, and then the other one <laughs> that makes me think of this is that the loudest recorded noise mm-hmm. by an animal is from a teeny tiny water beetle rubbing his penis against his belly. <laughs> Fact. That is crazy, right? So I've never if that's heard the loudest, that in my and life. it's a little. No, you definitely have because we talked about it on here. Did I block that's, it out? That's the best thing of doing almost 300 episodes <laughs> is that I can tell Susie can be just as excited hearing it the second time, 300 episodes later. Yeah, so it's like water beetle. The loudest, loudest noise. noise ever recorded in history. Yes. And they that's why scientists, oh my gosh, yes. The loudest insect in the world. That's a different uh, thing. It says, no, no, no! It's totally a, that that it is the loudest creature on earth. I'm freaking creature. It is so loud. It's like it bugs penis makes loudest animal sound. It's the loudest okay, animal well, on different. the planet. Well, but still okay. shocking. Still shocking. In fairness, it does say well relative to its body size. At least. 
But it's really loud. I'm telling you, they thought it was from like a blue whale. It's like louder than that. Stop I'm not even I got kidding. wrong again. Get out of here. It is shocking though. Cause how, yeah. do you think you, given that it's relative to its size, how loud do you think it is? What would, well, I know exactly how loud it is. <laughs> it's 99.2 decibels. That's really loud. Yes. All right, but mm-hmm, not as loud mm-hmm. as I thought, given the right. uh, you know the pitch yeah. you made. But yeah. okay. Right. okay, but that's like you know that's how I, that's what well, I in the article it was saying how like everything from commercial fishing to even yeah. researchers, you know, scuba diving, um, mm-hmm. jet skis, um, drilling for oil, all these things are super noisy, and yeah, I just. We really just had no idea when, you know, people started doing all this stuff that noise could ruin living things. Mm. I think we're only yeah. really learning now the impact well, that it has. Well, the other one I think is light. Oh, right. Yes. That's got to have an effect on things too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the light pollution from places or, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff works together. Yeah, it's kind of and, a you bummer. Know, to go to tie it back into the... The penguin article about like them, you know, sure. doing in vitro fertilization for this is there at the very end of the article has another researcher who's, you know, applauding this guy's efforts and thinks it's really important that we have these techniques uh, because when it does come to be a time where the animal could go extinct, you want to have the plan, in, you know, in place before. You know, so you're not like scrambling of like, what do we do and run out of time? So he's like, good job of planning ahead, but also let's look at why they're extinct or why they're going extinct. Like, why is the species dying out? Well, because they have no food source. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so you impregnate 10,000 penguins and you, like, make a whole bunch more. Well, now what do they eat? Now you're going to throw a whole other wrench into the, you know, system here because they have no food. They're going to, you know, who knows what that's going to do. So maybe we should look at, you know, the bigger picture of, like, environmental issues as to why they don't have any food right sometimes it can feel overwhelming because it's just like everything's going wrong yeah yeah oh my god and that makes me think like so landon and i get this very like this brand of eggs that we really like that are like you know from chickens who probably do yoga because it's like that (laughs) right 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 you know they're like free range and then they oh my god my favorite is they send in in every little box a carton thank you uh they put a a hen of the month and so it'll be like the name of the hen and then like a little bio about the hen <laughs> Shut up. so like i swear it's my favorite and one time the hen's name was sarah and i was like i love this hen and it was yeah it was adorable so i love that but uh then we got eggs from somewhere else and the difference in the shell of like a stressed bird versus a non-stressed bird it seemed like, you know, the baby was so much better. You can almost think of it like how we know humans who are in stressful environments while they're pregnant have babies that are lower birth weight. Sometimes the babies don't reach like the maturity levels as fast yeah. because it almost like stunts the growth when you have to reserve the energy or, you know, they're in a stressful environment. And it's the same thing for animals. And it just like, you know, makes me think. No, for real. And how our own lives, you know, the stress yeah. has an effect on <clears throat> our bodies and who we are. And 
truth. Which is why you should be taking ritual vitamins, P.S. Oh, there you go. At least make your shell a little harder or softer <laughs> or whatever humans need. Basically, here's the deal. People are not getting the vitamins they need from their food. It would be wonderful you if you actually did, but most of us don't. And so Ritual comes in to the rescue to give us the nutrients that we need but aren't getting from our diet. And here's the beauty of it. I've said this so many times. Vitamins usually make me sick. They stink. They taste gar- like garbage. They make you nauseous. These do none of that. They taste like mint. When you open up the bottle, you're like, oh, that tastes like, that smells like mint. And then mm-hmm. when you taste it, it's the same. And it doesn't make you sick because it's time release and you don't get that weird fishy grossness, but you can still get the D3, the omega-3, all of those vitamins that you need. And they have a prenatal now for all of you people that might be thinking about having a baby. Um, They're vegan friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, blah, 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 blah. And it's delivered to your door. It's a subscription that's easy to start. You can snooze at any time. I do that. If I miss some and then I get behind, I just snooze it. You pick your delivery date. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Start your year with Essential for Women, a small step that helps create a healthy foundation for 2019 and beyond. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash brain candy. That's just such a good thing to remember is that, like, change doesn't happen overnight and good health doesn't happen overnight. Right. Mental health doesn't happen overnight. I keep thinking about what you often talk about when we've previously talked about the idea of resolutions or goals and Mm -hmm. how when you don't succeed on a day or a week or a month that you can just start over. (laughs) Yes. It's not like an all or nothing thing. You can just do a little bit more today or try do something different. Take your vitamin, whatever it is. And yeah. I think people get fatalistic about it. Like, well, I mm-hmm. blew it forever. Right. So. I think we all need to be like our own like grandmothers. <laughs> like what That's would your funny. adorable old grandma, like given that you have an adorable old grandmother, if you yeah. have one of those mean, nasty ones, don't think of this. Right. I'll just but, think of your grandma. Yeah, think of my grandma. What would Eleanor do? And, you know, she would be like, you are the best. You can do it. You have everything in you to succeed, and I'm proud of you. And could you imagine if we woke up every day and told ourselves that? No, I can't, actually. I I really can't. I've been working, I've been doing this workbook called uh, (laughs) 21 Days to Extreme Self-Care. Oh, are you okay over there? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yes. Fleming, you, I feel like I've, I've, your phlegm was contagious. Oh no, it was contagious in (laughs) 20 minutes. Yes. Um, uh, What was I saying? You were saying you're reading this book about self-care. Oh yeah, I'm doing this workbook. It's called 21 Days to Extreme Self-Care. And I think that's great because uh, my therapist was like, well, here's the deal. Shoot for extreme. And if you land at just self-care, then way to go. And so one of the the challenges for the week was look in the mirror and say, I love you to yourself. Okay. Say, I love you, Sarah. I love you, Sarah. Like, and look in your eyes, like how you would say, talk to somebody else. Sometimes when we look in the mirror, we don't even connect to ourselves. And so, like, it's amazing how much it changes how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, when you just tell yourself that you love yourself. Well, sometimes I can be cynical about self-care, but I have 
adopted your perspective, which you say is, you know, this idea that in order to help others, you really have to start with yourself. As long as the end goal isn't Mm -hmm. about you, it's about a more uh, community-based idea of care, then I really think it's a beautiful thing. The, The only thing that gets me like crabby about it is the people and you know some of these people who are always mm-hmm. crying self-care but really it's that really is what they mean <laughs> it's like the end goal is just like so they can feel better all the time and nobody else uh-huh. benefits from it uh-huh. and I work with some mm. people like that and I'm always like okay but then it has to then be contagious and it, other people have to reap the benefits yeah. as well from your yeah. taking care of yourself I almost look at it as like kind of like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs type thing where first look at your self care needs on like a environmental, like what do you need? Food, sleep, water, you know, the basics, shelter, the basics. Then it's like the next step of self care in your relationships. So like what toxic relationships do you need to get rid of? What boundaries do you need to make? What ways do you need to be a better friend or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then the next one level is how can you then help others? Yeah. You know, but I, you know, sometimes I think people are at that first one. Yeah, that's okay. And stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. I just like the intention to be so that I can be a better mm-hmm. wife. I can be a better mom. I can be oh, a better friend. Totally. Oh, I totally see what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is true. Like, okay. I totally get what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. Like the taking care of myself so that I can feel good. End of story versus taking <laughs> exactly. care of myself so that I could be there for my son and there for my whoever. So I can be a good therapist and be able to be there for my clients or, you know. Yes. But also it's okay to do it for you too. Yeah. I just, you know, but I know what I like. In order for it to sort of have little tentacles and little octopus arms that then help others get out of their rut, then you kind of have to just little reach out a bit, you know, Yes, and then we're all good. Um, okay. Mm, My next fun fact besides oysters have ears. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. This is not a fun fact. This is a bad fact, which is (laughs) that um, Jezebel published this article um, that described a study where people were seeing a video of a little child that Mm -hmm. was complaining about being sick or in pain, and you couldn't tell whether it was a boy or a girl. And so when it was a boy, they cared more. Mm-hmm. Basically, when they mm. were cued to believe that that child is a boy, and the worst part about it is that women were g- bigger offenders of this problem. Uh, where you we think take that's boys like the idea pain. that women are just histrionic, like we said before, like they're they're hyperbolic. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, emotional, oh irrational, and that their that. cries about pain are based in emotion, not actual pain. And yeah, but also emotional pain and actual pain, have, uh, your body can't even tell the difference. So can that's it, a those good point. people? That's a good point. Yeah, because you can take an Advil and it'll like help a broken heart. Oh my God. That's is that true? Yes, it is. <gasps> oh my God. And that's also why addiction, like when you have emotional pain paired with physical pain and you take like say your doctor prescribes opioids, 
the addict the addiction is the it feeling. takes such a strong effect because hold because even after the physical pain is gone you also are recognizing that your emotional pain is better it's almost the emotional pain that is Whoa. fixing that becomes the addiction thing Right, because w- yeah. things aren't in a vacuum and they affect each totally. other, which makes yeah. total sense. But you saying taking an Advil will help a broken heart is really powerful. Yeah, we learned that in my, oh God, what class was it? I can't remember, but yeah. My God. I'm, I'm sure there's a research article I can pull up that talks about physical pain and emotional pain and like where it happens in the brain. And, and yeah. Why do you think, that they're still trying to figure out why women were greater offenders of this towards little girls than men were. It was bad on both, but it was worse amongst women. Um, And they have some theories, you know, that women have really bought into this idea that their pain doesn't matter. And so Mm. they apply it then to girls too, in addition to themselves. But boy, does it break my heart. I'll tell you, I should take an Advil because... Oh. <laughs> like it makes me really sad that when a little girl says she's in pain that we're kind of like, oh, okay. You'd think it would be well, the opposite because boys are supposed to be tough, you know, the uh, gender idea. Yeah, but then you feel like, oh, if he's so tough all the time, he must really mean it. I'm oh. thinking back, there was a girl, one of my best friends in elementary school, she complained for a long time that she had wasn't feeling good and she had stomach aches. The doctors kept telling her, it's just a tummy ache, you're fine, you're fine. Well, then she had a ruptured appendicitis. And she, oh my her entire God. body was septic. She spent like three months, I think she had like three or four surgeries and has like a six inch, they call it a zipper scar because they had to go in so many times. What? Yeah, in like third grade. And I remember feeling i remember exactly where i was sitting when she said oh my god it gets me like emotional when she said that she had to go to the nurse and she wasn't feeling good and then i found out what happened i just remember sitting that entire recess like i know she's hurting and i remember being so mad that nobody listened to her even in second grade i or third grade i realized that that was so fucked up um I have a comment about that, but for now, I want to talk about um, stamps.com and how it's awesome for shipping. I know that I don't have a good segue, but who cares? You don't need one when you're going to save on (laughs) freaking postage and you don't have to leave your house or your office or wherever you're shipping from. Stamps.com brings all the service to the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. You can buy any U.S. postage for any letter, package, class of mail using your own computer and printer. They make it so easy. It calculate their the scale they send you calculates the exact postage, so you don't have to worry about you know where you're like I don't know. I'll just put extra on there. So it's saving you money and it's so easy. That's why we love Stamps.com. And right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. See for yourself why over 700,000 small businesses use Stamps.com. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Brain Candy. That's Stamps.com. Enter Brain Candy. Um, Okay. I wanted to say, do you have a memory in your life where... You can distinctly... Re- oh, I shouldn't... I know the answer to this. Where someone didn't believe you. <laughs> After oh I was halfway God. through, yep. I was like, well, I'm asking the right person. 
I mean, you obviously have examples uh, of that. Yeah. Okay. That would be pretty much my, yes. I think one of the biggest things I have to get over is feeling like the need for people to believe me because so many people didn't in the past about big, important things. So, yeah, familiar. Do you think it would have been different if you had been a boy, if you were a boy? Oh, and I said that? Probably. Yeah, I'm just kind of tapping yeah, into this idea of like... because little boys, the, the chances of a little boy saying you know my dad sexually assaulted me is less i don't know in people's yeah, it's minds yeah hard to know yeah maybe but they would think, think it was even I think more they, absurd oh possibly I don't, know. I don't know i think i think they see it as like little girls and somehow like manipulation or something like that yeah and so probably <clears throat> would have been i'm trying to think about something else you know what I'm going to say yes all the time, and mm-hmm. he's going to get mad if he listens to this, but whatevs. It happened just the other night when we were at a dinner table. Like This was probably like, actually like three weeks ago. But we were out to dinner with some friends, and we were at this restaurant uh, called LSXO. Susie, you know that the uh, this is like the... Uh, uh, oh, the yeah, same Little Sister. As yeah. Little Sister. Okay. Yeah. So I knew that. You know that. We eat at Little Sister all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at the dinner table and I say, yeah, this, you know, they have, they also have other restaurants. I was just in, you know, Hermosa Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. eating at little sister and Landon's like, they don't have a location there. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. they do. He didn't take my word for it. Wow. And he had to look it up (gasps) on his phone. And I was like, do you, so two things you think here, either one, I have no idea where I go all the time, and I'm just like <laughs> right. a moron who do, who isn't from Southern California, uh, or you think I'm lying. So I was just like, okay, I'll just shut my mouth because I know this is one of those things yeah. where it's like I, don't, I think this is just a male female thing. Where so, I mean, this guy looks up everything that. You know, but maybe again, he's heard fairness, our segment of things Sarah gets wrong. Exactly. I was like, in all fairness, I probably have said the hyperbolic things like the loudest animal ever when it's really <laughs> you know what, relative to itself. I mean, yeah, when we're talking about trivia and stuff, things get, you know, muddled. But I would argue that you're one of the most believable people I ever talked to. I'm never, like in real life, when we're talking about just stuff yeah. and experiences, oh, yeah. I never doubt the accuracy. If. If anything, I almost under... Right. I would take the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And also, you know that I'm a terrible liar. So people should just know that I can't lie about shit. Right. Right. Oh, my God. I just... I mean, I get nervous just thinking about Maybe your act of underselling stuff has undermined your credibility or something. Or people Mm. just don't take you seriously because you have a vagina. Mm. One or the other. Either one of those. I don't like. <laughs> Either yeah. way, it sucks. Yeah. But I, the example that I remember from my childhood is so minor and inconsequential. I don't even know why it's in my memory bank, but I oh. can't even imagine if it were that someone had touched me inappropriately or Ugh. something violent or whatever. I really yeah. can't imagine how much that would stick with a person and how mm. traumatizing it is. Because not yeah. being believed, I mean, that not that one of the biggest sort of... It, yeah. It makes you feel like you're the crazy person. Then you question reality. You question, like, your whole experience. It 
It basically undoes your humanity. Like you're what a human totally. is. Yeah. Like you don't matter. And also, I mean, we know this now that, oh, what are they called? It's peripheral details and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something else about what happens when anybody experiences something that their brain registers as trauma, that the prefrontal cortex that's responsible for all of our executive functioning and rationalization and being able to think logically and assess the situation in a sound mind shuts down and we react from the limbic system which is all about animal instincts fight or flight i gotta say myself everything looks like danger red flag you know Mm -hmm. beep beep Mm -hmm. beep emergency and when that happens it changes where we store memories how we store memories um whether it's like linear or not the details we remember it shuts down a whole bunch of bunch of different parts of our brain so that's often what happens especially when people are um reporting you know sexual assault where they get one detail wrong yes because that's how their memory stored it and they throw everything out and we kind of heard a little bit of that in the kavanaugh trials when um yeah or trial when uh, when they were like, what, you don't remember the, the, the name of the whatever, but you remember all this? Well, yeah, because let, let me give you a little lesson on how the brain works. It's like these people just need a basic, they just need to listen to epi- this episode. Well, <laughs> I was just talking about that, how when I told people that I was raped, um, <sighs> everyone believed me and I didn't know how lucky I was. Oh. And... I think the reason that they believed me were the part of the problem in general, which is that I was a virgin before that, mm-hmm. that I am white, yeah. that oh. I had been portrayed on television as a good girl. Um, oh, right. Because if you were promiscuous, maybe they wouldn't have. Well, yeah. Or, or what people would label as promiscuous. Sure. I, I don't want to call any, you know. And it never me. occurred to me that someone wouldn't believe me, but that is naive. And I realized mm. how privileged I am that they did, in fact. Um, mm. Not that it made a damn bit of difference. I mean, it's not like they told me to go to the police or something, but I'm just saying that, that being believed is very important to, like, the human experience. Yeah. Well, you know what? Now, as you say that and thinking about how you grew up and... You know, religion is obviously, it's like faith-based, which is really just believing something, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Without just like on faith. Mm -hmm. And now I think about the kind of like, you know, and I'm not lumping everybody together, but, you know, like the the people who are the most accusatory for me, like Mm. they're like, just have faith in the Lord. Oh my God. But I don't believe you. Yeah. Right. Well, you're not a man, so. So that seems a little backwards to me. Right. But Jesus is a man, you know, and the preachers are men. And the, you know, that's the whole system is built around white guys. Yeah. (laughs) It's a real bummer. But now once you know that you're privileged or that um, there's a problem or whatever it is, then you can work to fight against the issue. So I feel yeah. like we're in a lucky spot where yeah. we can actually raise awareness. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and in doing so, I want to share, oh my God, <sighs> I should take time to look it up so well, I can get I'll give the you right a minute. name of the line. I'll give you a minute okay. because Great. I want to raise awareness about something called QUIP, which is such an awesome system for 
friggin' brushing your teeth. Like it sounds so silly, but it's one of the most important things we do for our health every day. And yet most of us don't do it properly. I just saw this article about how kids especially are using too much toothpaste. And I thought, I'm not in that position because thank Christ when I got my Quip kit for Lincoln, it specifically says we are all probably using too much because of the commercials they put on those giant things of uh, toothpaste. They're like, no, you need a pea size amount. You're good. And I never knew that. So I was probably using too much toothpaste all these years too. And now my son is not. But you think, oh, more must be better. Like if a little's good, more is better. That's not the case. So Mm-mm. Quip is like working with people to teach them that. But what I actually love just as much is how adorable and beautiful these toothbrushes are on my mirror. The the mount comes off. You can use it as a cap when you travel. They are sleek. They send you a new head every three months, which is what everyone should be doing anyway. And it's one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. Has thousands of verified five-star reviews. They're great. That is why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just 25 bucks, And if you go to getquip.com slash brain candy, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash brain candy. And you can pick your color too. What's better than that? Love that. Did you okay, find what so you're I, looking for? I sure did. And I'm super happy I did. Okay. So we were talking about... You know, essentially like almost being an ally or being... Yes, an advocate. An advocate in every way. So I was watching this really great new show that I love. Um, It's on uh, Netflix and it's called Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. And oh, he yeah. is, yeah. Have you seen it or heard about I it? I saw the trailer and he works with Jane um, Elliott as well, the racism uh, trainer mm-hmm. that I work with. And so I talk to him on Twitter sometimes. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like fangirling. I love him <laughs> He's so, so cool. much. Yeah. He's the coolest. Okay. So he has this show where he just, you know, t- faces these like major issues head on. And in the pilot episode, he's talking about, uh, this, it's really interesting. Okay. So a dollar that we spend in the black community only stays in that black financial ecosystem for six hours. A dollar that you spend in a white community will stay in, uh, it's like for like 26 within Mm. the white community. So it shows that the money that it's very difficult to like create financial stability for a population or you know, really like whatever without there being like these, it's like hard to even describe Yeah, that it takes the power away when Mm -hmm. you take away financial, um, like the ability for financial growth within that community. And so he talks all about, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to live and like my life only using like black like products from black owned businesses and black owned restaurants and like keeping my dollar Mm -hmm. in the African-American community. And it was fascinating to see just how difficult it was. Or even at restaurants that were, 
you know, uh, black-owned restaurants or even at, at everywhere, like, when you took it down the line, they were still, like, getting the meat from farms that were owned by white people. You know, everything goes back to putting the dollar in a white man's pocket. So... I so he said like he's like if you are an ally mm-hmm. put your money where your mouth is and one day a month one day a week I mean whatever you can do spend your money with these uh, uh, businesses spend yeah. your money at black owned businesses yeah and there's a, a website called We Buy Black that lists it's like the largest market not like it is the largest marketplace for um, black owned businesses and products and they have like everything you could want on there and I'm going to do that I'm going to put my dollar where my mouth is and you know I feel like that's a way to be an advocate of yeah. like I'm going to keep my money if, if I can and just like one day out of the week yeah I mean I've, get I've your talked to you stuff about from how that. I even do that with Etsy like I'll try to find uh, black-owned uh, boutiques so that I can get dresses and shoes and stuff from p- creators that are celebrating that uh, yes. and also are owned by them. And I just I mean, think yeah. that's so cool. If you're going to buy, like, birthday presents for somebody, yeah. why not look here for it? They've got gifts. They've got everything. Like, this is not an ad for them, by the way. This is, like, just <laughs> yeah. me trying to share, you know, the the ways that I think it will help and... Well, I've, you know, because it's like really freaking important. We need everybody to have, you know, feel like they have a place. And because man, the system freaking screws well, yeah, you. It, and that's I just the thing. Hate it's that systemic. all that money is going into just yeah. I was thinking recently about this idea. So you know how they say check your privilege. Well, I've been yeah. thinking about things that I did in my life that if I were a person oh. of color, what how the outcome would have been different. So for example, I was thinking about, I was just looking through old pictures and I saw this picture of when I was 18 years old, I, my friend was a lifeguard at a country club and the country club closed for the night and we, I went to pick her up and instead of leaving, we went back in me and all my friends. Oh, you definitely would have been arrested. Sure. We, we took off all our clothes Got oh. in the hot tubs, like I thought it was funny. Um, I stole a megaphone that I still have. Susie! Yeah, but it, at the time, it it's was... Like I don't even know you. It's no, this idea of totally like, kind of like boys will be boys, but like white people will be white people. Sort of like... Totally. This is, it's oh harmless. This is shit white people do. Yeah. It's harmless. Nobody's getting hurt. It's funny. We'll take... We have all these pictures from it. And I thought, if I had been black... I would then have that. I would have been arrested. I'd have a mugshot. I would not have gotten oh any of the things yeah. that I have, probably from that one little silly night. Yeah. And it just made me think. I bet you our listeners have never maybe thought about it, but if yeah. they did, they could think, oh, I did this naughty, little naughty thing, but mm-hmm. the consequences would have been totally different if they were yeah. not white. I mean, if you could even find one story like that, think of one story like that in your life. I mean, let that be... I. I kind of like i don't know maybe open your heart and kind of understand because those things can be life ruiners yes no joke oh my god that makes me like sick to my stomach just to think about oh did you can you think of times like that 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 i've done stuff like that well i mean i would think about i skipped school all the time 
I was you know, never I'm such truant. A rule follower that oh, I yeah. <laughs> get in trouble for a lot, and I've never been. Yeah, one time I mean, I maybe s- like getting out of a t- like being pulled over. I mean, I, I'm oh, grateful yeah. every time I'm pulled over. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's not good. And, and I've been pulled over with my friend driving, who was an, is an African American male, and he, after we got pulled over, told me that he feels like it would have been different if I weren't in the car. Oh my and god! I, I had like a heaviness in my chest from, and I just talked to him for a long time about like, you know, how shitty that is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. god, I remember that. And we were in not California too. I think. You know, just being aware of it in your own life is the first step. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not even asking people to do anything with that information. Just awareness about your own life and how you've benefited from a system that is rigged. Yeah, check yourself a little. Does did you watch the whole? Is Trigger Warning a move? Like, is it a series? Series. Yeah, I only watched watched the first episode. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I will be watching all the other ones. Like, that's one that. I think Land and I, we very rarely find TV shows that we both like. Mm-hmm. So that is one. It's always political stuff we like. So, And did you get the sense that the series is like a different thing each episode or? Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's Black History Month. So this is a good time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Support black owned businesses. And read uh, black authors and, you know, just do the work because it's mm-hmm. only one mm-hmm. month a year for Pete's sake. Just yeah. get started. We tried yeah. to do that last year with book club, and then I dropped the ball this year. But you can still do it privately. You don't have to. Yeah. Do yeah. It well, one club. of our one of the books is uh, by a woman of color from. Oh, I didn't Nigeria. know that. Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. Oh book, yeah, and my, hidden my ki- huh? hidden figures is the. Oh one yeah, Chloe two of them. Yeah. yeah. So I just two fucked up. I personally. Yeah. You guys did no, your, pff, your job. Not fucked up. You're fine. <laughs> You're um, fine. All right. Well, that's all for now. Um, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. We love that. Yeah. And we got some good stuff coming out for you guys in the newsletter. Oh, yes. Be sure uh-huh. to sign up on thebraincandypodcast.com. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.